Um, so I struggled with, with drug addiction for seven years. Um, and, and even part of that was while I was chasing Jesus. Um, so, you know, part of that depression manifested in, in, in not like these crazy harsh drugs or anything, but a lot of marijuana use. Um, drinking. Um, Trying to just, just make... Just do whatever. Yeah. You know, just the normal party scene, college kids yeah. scene. Um, and, you know, trying to fill the void somehow. And that, that was what I found. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Jake Finolio. I'm 34 and uh, I've been working out with Charlie for two years now. Yeah, man. Welcome back. (laughs) Right? You kind of, uh, man, it's been a... Well, I guess right before COVID, yeah. took a little break. Um, how's it been since you got back? It's like starting from scratch. It's yeah. like starting from scratch. It's like I've never worked out before. Um, yeah, kind of that time off during COVID, and I pretty much took that whole time off. Um, worked out some by myself, but that that kind of stopped somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I would just say it kind of took a toll on me and um coming back was it's been difficult and it's it's just like just like i'm starting out from scratch again my mile time's lower my weights are lower you know everything it's and when you say my body feels good difficult kind of uh in, in what specific ways i would say mostly cardio Mostly mm. cardio so is in a what's physical been affecting way. me. Yeah, not emotional. A, no, no, no. Yeah, in definitely a physical way. Uh, emotionally, I feel good. I know kind of always coming back and working out feels really good. But I can tell you there, you know, for that year lull, you know, emotionally for me, that wasn't necessarily a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when this is missing. Well, Jake, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I, I really want to kind of get back into your we'll say your previous life, right? Before coming here and kind of just see when this working out. I mean, you seem like an athletic dude. Did you play sports Thanks. growing up? Yeah. <laughs> I seem like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I played pretty much every sport you can think of. Um, where are you from? My, that's a mixed bag question. Um, I, I ultimately am from Chicago. Okay. Um, that's where I, that's where I went to high school. That's where I went, did eighth grade and kind of, that's where my, uh, you know, scholarly athletics came from. So yeah. just doing athletics through school, basketball, um, basketball, baseball, baseball football, Fo- okay. tennis. They do hockey then, up there. They do, but oh. I didn't play hockey. Yeah. I didn't okay. have enough time between the, the big three to be able to play really anything else. So what positions in all those, um, in baseball, um, pitcher ended up being kind of my, my number one position. Um, but when I wasn't pitching in high school, I, I played shortstop and, and obviously batted. Um, and then basketball, I was kind of point guard, shooting guard somewhere in, in there. And then football, I played quarterback until my sophomore year. Man, you were the superstar. Nope, no. Nope, big, nope. big school. <laughs> it was a big school. Yeah, yeah. Three thousand. Was it fun? I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I look back on my high school years and I have nothing but um, 
you know, for the most part, any good of, memories. Yeah. And, yeah any of those and, sports and all. you guys do really well in terms of like competing of and playoffs and all of them. Yeah. All of them. We did really well. Um, baseball, especially baseball was my number one sport. That's kind of the one I stuck with all through high school. So, so actually my senior year, I only played baseball. Oh, wow. Um, just kind of left behind the other did you want to go pro i mean was that your goal yeah 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 and that that becomes another big part of my college life um kind of the disappointment factor of of losing that and uh i dealt with injuries so my senior year I, i injured my shoulder and um slowly but surely found out i'd never come back from it so so did you not go play college baseball never did get to play college baseball oh man yeah. so it, it, back in those high school days was working out part of the training oh yeah and practice oh definitely so um that's kind of where i got my competitive edge where i've found that crossfit really fits my needs as an athlete um i really my junior and senior year as much as as I'm, I kind of have a natural athleticism, I decided that nobody out there was going to outwork me. And um, so between my junior and senior year, between the, the multiple sports I played, nobody was in the gym as long as I was, as much as I was running the track, doing bleachers, um, hitting the weights. Really, there there was nobody that was going to outwork me and be better than me because of that. So, so yes, to answer your question, it, it was a big part of it. Working out was, was the only reason that I got to the um, level that you were the at. pinnacle of, of athleticism that I did. Where did that switch flip? I mean, it sounds like at some point it wasn't that way and then something happened and it was. I was always extremely competitive. I was always, um, you know, of the better, uh, I don't like bragging or anything. Yeah. I was, I, you know, I was always on the top tier of the athletes at my school. Um, but something did kind of happen in there my junior year where, uh, you know, and I was younger. I was younger on the team. I, I got pulled up to varsity as a sophomore and just kind of saw that, okay, I'm, I'm no longer the best. I have these older athletes in front of me that are better than me. I'm not getting the innings that I want to pitching. I'm not getting the at-bats that I want to. And I want them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm the youngest child in my family, so that that grew my intensity for for being competitive. But um, just something flipped in there that I was like, I'm going to be the ace pitcher. I'm going to be, um, you know, the best batter that I can be. I'm going to be the best fielder I can be. Um, and I wish I had, that had also gone through with my studies, but it didn't. we'll get to that later. But <laughs> Yeah, and then you hurt your shoulder. Did right. you have a surgery? or? Yes, so I, I tore my labrum. It's a, called a slap tear, um, which is pretty common in overhead sports. I'm sure it happens yeah. here as well. Um, and it's a long, brutal recovery. Um, six months, eight months, you're talking really 12 months before you can ever pitch in a game again. Wow. And as much as I was trying to come back, felt like I did, you know, a lot right. Probably what I wasn't doing right was kind of the work on my own. And I was, you know, away from my parents for the first time. This all this all happened during my freshman year of college while I was trying to figure out my life. Where was that at? That was at Texas A&M. Oh, so you moved here yeah, so from I moved Chicago. Here. Yeah, that's right. What so brought I, you to A&M? Well, I, I hoped to play baseball. Wow. Um, yeah, and my, my I come from a long line of Aggies. My dad was in the core at A&M, and my brother and sister went here, and 
it became very clear that I had a, a pretty darn good shot to make the team here. And um, anyway, so it, it, it just didn't uh, – it fizzled out kind of yeah. along in that six months range, the eight months range while we were starting to kind of try to throw again and get back into shape. Um, we went and got another MRI and found out it was torn again. Oh, from coming back too soon, too exactly. hard? Yeah. Uh, good question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Bad genetics mm-hmm. or yeah. – um, I felt like, you know, I – maybe, probably. Knowing yeah. me, yes, yeah. probably. I probably re-injured it trying to come back too soon. I didn't listen to protocol. You know, I went and played basketball with my arm in a sling. I did some stupid things. You know, I was a, yeah. I was a dumb kid, but – you, you know, were competitive. Was, was was chubby for the first time in my life, and I wasn't okay with that. And I was oh, like, wow. I, something's got to give. And, you know, I, I probably did some things that maybe re-injured it or, um, or again, you know, maybe it, it was bad genetics. But so how ultimately, long, it wasn't meant to be. How long did you hang out in that space? Oh, man. The negative space that yeah. it filled? Oh, too long. Um kind of it kind of turned you know manifested as you know i've looked back and realized that i was probably kind of depressed for two years three years um just with you know wishing i still had baseball not able to go to a&m baseball games um not able to really watch even my cardinals on tv just being really feeling like I was better than that person. That's what mm. I remember feeling like. Uh, you know, I wish I could go in in this situation. Yeah, and it's 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 silly and selfish. You know, oh in, dude, in I bet this happens yeah. all over the country. I think there the are world, a lot man. of people that struggle with yeah. when they lose a sport, um, especially due to injury. But I, I don't even think it has to be injury. I think it can be you know your talent, what you weren't yeah. quite cut out for it. Uh, I think people don't make their high school teams and face that same that same uh downward slope that that to me you know again looking back i, I would call it depression and I, I i was a happy person yeah and i you know i did well but i i can remember looking back and and feeling like it's kind of this dark bubble and yeah. dark space and emptiness around absolutely that part of my life and then what brought you out of it oh man jesus <laughs> dude tell me <laughs> yeah, how straight yeah, up yeah. yeah just straight up jesus um, and, and that was not a quick battle. That was not like, oh, I, I met Jesus and all of a sudden I was, uh, I was good to go. Um, so I struggled with, with drug addiction for seven years. Um, and, and even part of that was while I was chasing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, part of that depression manifested in, and, and not, not like these crazy harsh drugs or anything, but a lot of marijuana use, mm-hmm. um, drinking, um trying to just just make, do whatever yeah. you know just the normal party scene college kid yeah. scene um and you know tr- trying to fill the void somehow and that that was what i found and you know slowly but surely um i found brazos fellowship where you go as well yeah. and um man did i find grace at that church and and there have been some things you know that happened to me along the way where you know someone like uh, Pastor Will or or Dawson or Tiffany was the youth leader at the time, showed me some grace and some really poor decisions that I had made while I was there, and kind of kind of that becomes my journey to, um, you know, now I'm I'm sober. Yeah. So, so tell me in that journey, 
did working out just disappear like in that darkness in that seven years what we'll call just kind of just downward spiral no and i can tell you that that is probably what kept me from completely going off the deep end um because i did i did maintain again my happiness i maintained tons of friendships i never you know i, I never and I, and and i feel terrible for those people who do but i you know i never had suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. you didn't I isolate never, yourself that's right um and that was all basketball to be completely honest my my very closest friends to this day from a&m are people i played basketball with <laughs> literally four or five six hours a day and wow. I know that sounds crazy, so it's like but an we escape. were at the rec center every single day, um, just just playing and, and balling our minds out. And and again, yeah, those are those are my four core and closest friends to this day. So in that season, that was almost kind of like this uh, gravitational pull back yes. to the good version of you. That's ex- yeah, yeah. That's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. It's um, it's just something that kept me grounded. Um, it let me release that competitive energy. Um, it, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't going to go smoke weed and then go play basketball for six hours. So it was six hours that, you know, substance free and having fun and didn't need a substance. Um, outside of playing basketball, it became very clear that that's when, you know, I was, I was using substances to, to try to find happiness. Man, you bring up such a good point. I was, uh, we were in Florida a couple weeks ago, and there was a guy at the CrossFit gym, and he runs. He's 13 years clean, sober, however wow. you want to word it. And he started, he owned two CrossFit gyms, and he kind of started this, we'll call it a ministry with addicts to pretty much replace addiction with working out right and just really using that he said for him that's what he had to replace that addiction with something and working out was it you know no that that's awesome and and i'll just say i mean working out can become an addiction and uh playing basketball you know um you you can choose your addictions <laughs> yeah and um you can find happiness in them and uh addictions addictions always a, a very strong word especially when you use it about something positive um but at the same time if if, if working out is going to keep you from falling off the deep end and choosing addictions that are that more so lead to depression um by all means you know go for it so when you transition we'll say out of we'll call it the the darkness or the season <laughs> of life that right. was not you know um did you you continued playing basketball did you add anything did you did you stop playing for a while was there um so substance wise um you know another big part of that was was megan my wife meeting megan um getting married so so yes um a lot of it had to do with I lost, you know, I lost time at that point. You know, there was a lot more time that I needed to focus on my wife, a lot more time that I needed to focus on things other than basketball. My, 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 um, my friends had been, you know, slowly moving out of college station, transitioning to their, their new lives. And so, so all that kind of culminated. And I wouldn't say that, um, 
as soon as I was able to stop, you know, I, the day I gave up marijuana, I was playing a lot less basketball than I had been. Well, at, would at you my time. would you say that like Jesus took the place of basketball almost as kind of this permanent, yes. like long term? That's a yes. That's you know. a very good way to put it. And um, and you know, using the timing of me finding my wife always reminds me of the timing of when I found Jesus, because I don't think I was living a life that I would have been able to. Um, score someone like my wife <laughs> um, back when I was making the, the terrible choices that I was. So, um, yeah, I, I always kind of know that the time that I started dating my wife, you know, became engaged and became married, that that all is is that time that Jesus was really, really working on me. Yeah. Um, and, and helping me change for the best. Yeah, so you transition into marriage. Mm-hmm. And did you, you know, start working out again? Did you... Did yeah, you yeah. Take a long break. Yeah, you can go back through my Instagram and and see the different phases of my life. I, I've been a person who fluctuates weight um, pretty heavily, and you know I'd be six months heavy, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to diet. And What's get that heavy down. for you? Two hundred is when I'm like, okay. oh my gosh, what is going on? Because I'm five five eleven. Some people might call me five ten, but I'm five eleven, and. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, two hundreds usually getting to the the point where I'm very unhappy with how I look. Um, you know, I can start seeing it in my face. I certainly see it in my stomach. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I would say that you'll you'll see kind of if you look at the history of me, six months on, six months off, where I'm, you know, kind of chasing this athletic dream that I used <laughs> to have, and then it falls back into that dream's not happening anymore. <laughs> well, and it's funny you refer to your Instagram because it probably tells the story when you it scroll does. on your page. Yeah, that's right. Of where you've been. What what is a an awesome weight for you? Like where do you feel awesome? Man, the best I've ever looked was 185, but it was kind of like this solid rock muscle. I was probably 23, 24. Um, so you're you're a 15 pound plus minus not not the only problem is with the ma- muscle mass that i have now i i should be at like 170 gotcha that was that was a that was a huge bulk time for me again 23 24 like the the height of my testosterone levels um literally playing basketball every single day my cardio was impeccable um and i was lifting a lot so when did you guys get married uh 2014 okay so in we'll say the last let's say six years six seven years yeah. what what led you to coming here and what were you doing before that i was you know i was going to places like true fit or i don't think i ever had golds but there was something else before that um and just kind of doing it on my own and again i you know i'm a team athlete i come from you know the one thing i did play that's not team athlete team athletics would be tennis um, which I did play for a long time. And then, you know, baseball, you can kind of argue the point that a pitcher is pretty individual. Um, but anyway, you know, that there's nothing at a gym like Gold's Gym or um, True Fit or, you know, aside from the little classes you can go do, it's all individual. And so I do think that what I was missing for longevity of working out was that camaraderie, that team aspect, that, um, you know, building yourself up with other people. I think that was really missing in my life. And so I think that's why you see that fluctuation of 
the only thing that got me in the gym was my body and my appearance and how I felt about myself. And I, and that's been a trend throughout my life. But um, now what brings me to the gym every day are the people. And, and that's something I never had. And it's, and it's it, awesome. And I don't miss a day anymore. Yeah, and I know you guys are, are, are really connected with your small group, mm-hmm. but it really makes me think of, for us, you know, we started going to Brad's Fellowship in 08. Right. And it was in 2010 that we started leading a small group and church has never been the same. Oh no. You know, it's like, and and to this day, I mean, we, we know people, we see people, but our small group meets twice a month (laughs) and it makes church, you know, more, even more enjoyable, more personal, Exactly. you know? And so I think that the same could be said here is like what we do or what we're able to do because we don't have 3000 members maybe right. like a big gym right is to make every class feel like a small group yep you no, know I totally agree. you feel more connected and accountable and vulnerable yep. you know what i mean yeah no i totally agree with that and um kind of always goes back to the iron sharpens iron yes that's that's the same in a church you know going to big churches is, is amazing and and awesome and and pastor will brings the word yeah um you know and it, and it helps you be better suited but that small group is what is the reason we've stuck around, you know, Brazos Fellowship for so long. And um, it, it's the reason that that this community aspect of a gym works yeah. for, for so many different people is just the, the community and kind of the engagement that you have with other people and, and kind of, again, the iron sharpens iron. I can see you know, everyone's doing the exact same workout as me. Yep. And, you know, on the competitive side of me, I want to do better than all them. Am I? Am I? No, not when Charlie's working out right behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, as I keep going, that's that's going to be, you know, what I strive strive to be is the very best. And um, I don't think I could get there without the people around me. Yeah. Even just piggybacking the illustration, you know, thinking like we just read a book on parenting, Mm -hmm. you know, and in our small group. It was our first book on parenting. We've always read marriage books or, right, right. or Bible books, and this right. is parenting because everybody's a parent now. Yeah. <laughs> and just like a workout, we're all in there together, but everybody's got different weights, and everybody's processing the workout differently. Yes. Like, you know, some people are like, Ugh. another yeah. person's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the small group. Like, some people are like, man, this is just <laughs> exposing so much. And other people are like, encouraging you in this. And so it's just that very cool um, taking that you know, we'll call it illustration to the vulnerability that is exposed in a class. Right. They're, you're not hiding. I mean, you're literally, the coach is 10 feet in front of you. The, your guy's <laughs> working out here three feet next to you. Right. Your friend, you know, and so it's a really intimate experience. So before you did CrossFit, had you ever, or here, did you ever do CrossFit? No. So this was your first experience. First taste of it. You know, I'd done hit workouts and things like that, that, uh, you know, probably transcend the boundaries somewhere um well having such an athletic background being so competitive for all your life kind of you were exposed to to just we'll call it high intensity right what was new and different about crossfit that you didn't expect the olympic style weightlifting big time um and it it is why i'm kind of worlds behind on on these workouts and um the closest I ever came to any of it was squats. Mm. 
The closest I ever came to any of it was squats. I've never did front squats. Um, you know, there was no clean and jerks. There was no, you know, none of that stuff. No, definitely never deadlifted. I have a lot of back problems, so deadlifting can be um, difficult for me. But again, you know, getting in here, getting more comfortable with those things. I was explaining to you earlier that I've been a toe athlete my whole life. I've been taught to be on the balls of my feet. Mm. And here, you know, there's a lot more emphasis on, on getting on your heels um and uh it's just this completely new way of looking at working out that i'm not used to at all and um so yeah i I would say all those things combined kind of the olympic lifting and the the pulling my weight back yeah which can be really really difficult yeah and i could see that for your sports you're constantly moving forward you're you know so it's a new discipline for you to learn that's right so um anything in the beginning that you really loved and anything that you really didn't like yeah um i was i was frustrated um you know i was i was frustrated with a few different things so at the very beginning i was coming in at 5 a.m and because of that i'm not a morning person um i'm not a morning person at 8 a.m much less at 5 a.m so i was i was doing it because that's what worked for my family and my job at the time and i was missing probably 60 percent of the workouts i was coming to about two per week and um i just remember it's easier when you have control of the workout when you're only going two times a week um, because you can really get in there and you can just kill yourself. Yeah. Um, you can just really like go to town, do every um, workout that you ever want to, um, just leave your body, you know, crushed and feel really good. But when you're coming to CrossFit um, and you don't have control of the workouts and you happen to come in on a let's focus on weightlifting deadlift day, it becomes really hard because you don't you don't get that strain on your body that you're kind of looking for when you're only working out two times a week. Well, that's what I found out now that I don't ever miss a day is that the, um, what do you guys call that? Um, your scheduling. Programming? Thank you. Yeah. Your programming. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I can say hands down, like you, I need those days that I used to be like, hmm, that that workout didn't do much for me when I was only coming two times a week that I'm like, I really need a day. And sure enough, they come just in time after just murdering me. I will say how grateful I'm you said that because (laughs) I 1,000% agree with you. You know, and it, again, let's go back to the, we're using this church illustration. Right. The same can be said about church, right? Yep. When you go twice a year or four times a year or once a month you're like man they just never really bring the word exactly i was really (laughs) looking to feel terrible about myself that day but when you see it (laughs) out over the course of 52 52 weeks yeah the you know the the, at the movies makes sense the inner the the different series work to you know it's the same exact thing so yeah so i would say that that is both of you know kind of what um, once had been a frustration for me to now what is um, absolutely a learned lesson on this is exactly how it should be. I just was missing days, you yeah. know, and I, and I think that um, another frustration for me along the way 
is that I don't like doing things that I'm not the best at. I don't. I just don't enjoy it. Um, and that again comes from that competitive nature and being the youngest in my family and kind of raising up to, to try to be the very best at, at everything. This CrossFit isn't just a place where you can go and just be the best right away. It's not even close. No. And, and I'm not used to that. So, um, that what you just said, I think pushes a lot of guys away away because they come and it, it, it really requires humility. Yeah. It really requires humility to say, you know what? Double unders, I can't do them. Right. And I'm just going to practice. Right. Or, you know, pull-ups are hard. When, yep. you don't, when you do them strict, you got to learn how to kip, butterfly. And then a lot yep. of guys are like, oh, no, I'm just going to go pump. I'm going to go lift. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I totally <laughs> agree. I totally agree. I mean, it was that was a factor for me for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like I was used to... Not necessarily weight-wise, but but basketball, I certainly felt like I was always one of the better players around. Um, but, you know, you come to CrossFit the first time, and, you know, the guy next to you has two 45-pound plates on both sides, and you're putting one 25-pound plate on, on the side, you know. And it, it just kind of is, like, embarrassing in yeah. a way. Is that a good word for it? Just kind of embarrassing, you know, in your own brain. The cool thing is... It's a, I mean, if I found a judgment-free zone, it would be here. It would be CrossFit, and just you know, the coaches are are quick to tell you, hey, you need to you need to lower that weight a little bit. You know, your form is kind of shaky. Um, the people around you are so encouraging. I've never been in a place that people come up to and introduce themselves to me, and I, that's something I need to work on. I'm not great at that, but it's just been an awesome judgment-free zone where. Um, once I was coming every single day, I've, I've kind of fallen into this. I still am competing, but I'm really competing with the last time I did a similar workout. Yeah. And, and yes, I'm looking at the people around me and trying to beat them. But at the same time, I, I know my limits and my coaches are going to make me know my limits. Um, and that's kind of what's been awesome. It, it's, it, I, I have an excuse every once in a while why my weight's not so high. Yeah. It's because my coach told me, don't do that. That's right. And, you, you know, and again, man, I, I, I hate continuing to pull back to the church and small group illustration, but I can't I help. don't hate that. No, no I know fine. you don't, but I feel like I'm doing it constantly. But it's just so – I've never in a interview podcast like done this because – but every single illustration you bring to the gym brings me back to a small group. Right. In order to go to a small group, you got to be willing to bring all your junk. That's right. That might not you might not be proud of. That's right. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're probably not going to join a small group because you don't want to be known. Exactly. And you're going to miss out on the growth and the grace. Yeah. No. <laughs> you yeah. Know, you're and, right. And the you're encouragement right. that and all, sharing and yeah and sharing that stuff yes. has made me such a better person. That's right. And such a better husband and such a better. And parent. when you do, you realize, man, all these people in this room are not judging just me. Like me and they're just like me yeah and in the same way you come in in a class and you put your tens on yep it's the same thing that's right you know and the guy's putting 45s on he doesn't <laughs> care that you're putting tens nope. on but he sure you doesn't know, you, it's his and big, it's encouraging you and we'll give right. you tips on how to get to where yeah, he's gotten and yes. tell you his story of where he came from and when he used to have the tens right. on the sides and that's that's what i've found to be really amazing and and again you say um, kind of bringing it all back to small group and back to church. I think that's kind of the, the beautiful thing that I think CrossFit in general can can kind of transcend that boundary and, and define it. But I think you've done an amazing job, and I, I think that's been one of your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can just tell you you've succeeded, and that's why 
at the end of the day, when I came back, I know you knew that I was kind of debating where was I going to go. Um, I came back to College Station CrossFit for a reason, and and it's because of the atmosphere that you've created. Mm, appreciate your encouragement, man. And, yeah. and on that note, I think when we had that conversation, you seemed more committed. <laughs> you, like something in you seemed like, man, you were ready. Yeah. Right? And this was not that I long ago. I looked down at my stomach probably right before I called <laughs> and, you. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I'm curious about. Yeah. Because what was it about where you were in that moment that you were basically ready to really move forward and commit? Yeah, a lot of things. Um, one, I was drained. One, I was just kind of physically drained of COVID. And, you know, things were kind of dialing back some of the... Um, some of the restrictions were dialing back and I was starting to feel more comfortable about going back to a gym. Um, I didn't even know kind of what... I didn't I didn't follow what you guys were doing throughout COVID. I just mm-hmm. kind of gave up on it um, yeah. in the beginning. And um, so anyway, a, lo- a lot of things happened. I changed jobs um, to where I have a lot more free time, a whole lot less stress. And I come to work out at 12 o'clock every day because I'm my own boss now and I can. And I know everyone doesn't have right. that. Um, but... That's that was a big part um, to the emotional draining and kind of just this lack of competitiveness, which again can be a trend in my life, makes me a worse husband and it makes me a worse father and it um, truly hinders me in my pursuit of happiness in my life. Yeah, and you know you you kind of get to a point and it's like you look down and and maybe it is appearance or maybe it is. Um, a shortness with your child or something that makes you say how did I get here and what am I missing to be able to get back to where I like to be and for me you know when I got to that point of how did I get here I talked with my wife who's my number one encourager and supporter and told her you know what asked her what am I missing in my life and um, we kind of came to the conclusion that one of them was was working out and um and i had a true fit membership so it's not like the it's not like the facility wasn't there it's not like the um, ability wasn't there it was something else missing and i told her i've really missed crossfit and i i really think that's the right place for me can we entertain the idea of me going back there and and it again kind of that that weight come or that decision comes with some weight because I'm prone to injury. (laughs) I've had three shoulder surgeries and a spinal fusion. Um, And, you know, my wife wants to see me carry my children around for the rest of my life. And, well, I guess not when they're 22 (laughs) years old, but (laughs) as long as I possibly can. For sure. And, uh, you know, she. that's when we got to be able to have the conversation about, it's been really good for my back. It's been really good for my shoulders. You know, I, I notice a downward trend in my back and shoulders when I don't have CrossFit in my life, which is silly and almost sounds like, you know, counterintuitive. But at the same time, there's a coach with you every single time you work out. There's someone telling you you're doing this wrong or you're doing this right Mm -hmm. um, that can pull you back on your weight um, and just really kind of help you keep from injuring yourself when there are none of those parameters when you're out there working out by yourself and trying to murder your body two times a week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it was through, I mean, it sounds like it was 
you know, a very thoughtful process. Yes. And, and it led you here, led you back. And so moving forward, like where, do you have a goal? Is it just come every day? Is there, is, is like, would you like to get back to your 185? Where are you now? What's your weight? 195 and fluctuating. Are you just Um, happy to be here and be consistent? Like what? I'm happy to be here and be consistent. And this goal is slowly dwindling away and it's going to probably make you laugh. I have never been able to dunk a basketball. And I want to dunk a basketball before the day I die. Yeah. And uh, and that's so silly and dumb. And But it's, it's just one of those things that's lingered in my head that um, I've seen people dunk a basketball for the first time at 38 years old. Love and, it. And again, I feel like it's dwindling away at 34. But I feel like if I don't go get it right this second and I don't give it everything I have, I'm I'm never well, going to. It's only dwindling away if you think it's dwindling <laughs> away. That's the truth. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in reality, it's you know, it's kind of a step by step. I think step one is getting base fitness back, right? right? Craving fitness, and then probably step two is specific training. Correct. Which yeah. you know. I mean, you're a basketball player. Right, right. You know, so it definitely is in your reach, man. Yeah. That's a cool goal. We had a guy, it was so funny, he's a close friend of mine, Jonathan Stark. Yeah, yeah. That was his goal. Really? Like, it seems like forever ago. I can't remember how <laughs> That's long awesome. It was so funny because I I'm never glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, dude, he would have... <laughs> He, we actually, there's a marking in the PT studio where he tested his vertical. Really? And, yeah, he was so serious. <laughs> I need to start using that. Yeah. So, well, He's man, this is a good guy. I love he that. Is. This is yeah. awesome, man. Um, last question. This is what I ask everybody. And you've you've shared a little bit about this, but I'd love to, for you to kind of give it more in a conclusion of mm-hmm. the, the interview is we believe right here at the gym, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. So that's our core purpose, our core mission, right? right? Like Brad's fellowship to help people grow into a personal relationship with Jesus. Right. For us, building better people means that every person that walks through this gym is becoming a better version of themselves. Right. Not really, like we're not necessarily discrediting barbells and push-ups, but in reality, it's really not it's about that. It's not about that. that. It's because we really believe that when they do this, they're going to walk out of these doors and be better people, right? right? And so with that being said, how is that true for you? And just not just here, but thinking back to your life when it comes to plugging into a consistent workout routine. Yeah. Whew, that's a lot. Um, I would say that the, the most fundamental way that that's the case for me um, it again, kind of goes back to the fact that we've sat here and, and how many times have we pointed back to Christ on our conversation so far about working out, um, about this gym here in particular, pointing back to, to Jesus. Um, I believe that that is all completely intentional. I believe that that started with your vision, and I believe that that trickled down to the people you've hired and I believe that trickles down to the members. And I believe that that is um, a huge, overwhelming component of this gym. And as long as Jesus is at the center, there's nothing else you can do besides build better people. Mm. Nothing. There's, no, there's really no other option. Um, Jesus is at the center of this gym. And he's at the center of your heart. 
and I believe that um, he's constantly in this place and, and working on me and building me into a better person. Not to mention, you know, then going into the what else would I be doing right now? How would I feel emotionally? How would I be doing, you know, with my relationship with my wife and my kids if I weren't here working out? We kind of already talked about that, that, you know, emotionally I'm in a worse place when I'm not working out. So, um, again, I think that goes to the, the community. I think that goes to the, the Jesus being here. And I think that goes to fulfilling that competitive edge in me that I'm not getting when I'm not Thanks, Jake. Yeah, of course. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.